One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Good morning, and welcome to Nicola Corporation First Quarter 2023 Earnings and Business Update Call. Currently, all participants are in a listen-only mode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie, and I am your host. And as you can probably tell... From that intro, we are not talking about Lordstown Motors this week. We are talking about Nikola Motors. And the reason why is because I misread the date for the Lordstown Motors earnings call. It's actually next Tuesday, not last Tuesday. So I figured I'd talk about another company that's doomed to fail. So we're going to talk about Nikola Motors today and their earnings call. And then next Tuesday, or this coming Tuesday, excuse me, will be uh, Allison and Steve and I discussing tactile buttons on the, or tactile buttons on vehicles. And that's a really fun conversation. And then on next Friday's episode, a week from this episode, that will be the Lordstown Motors episode. But before we get into Nicola's earnings call, let's go ahead and thank a new Patreon supporter, Nick Nick went to patreon.com forward slash kilowatt and signed up and became a patron. Nick, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Nick, if you have any questions or need help setting anything up, feel free to email me, Bodie, B-O-D-I-E at 918digital.com. And again, thank you so much for supporting the show. Speaking of supporting the show, let's thank our final 12 Patreon supporters who actually, you know, finance this show. So let's start with Elon Muskie, Rolando, Tommaso, Ryan, Chip, Chris, Dale, uh, Don, Cameron, Nate, Mark, and James. I always want to read your last names, and I shouldn't. I shouldn't. I will say, though, that James has been on the show before, and his show, True North EVs, that's come back out of hiatus, so go listen. On his latest episode, he walked us through a Rivian R1T, so it was really fun to listen to. Um, let me know when you get to the part about the goose. It's pretty early on. Or the geese. All right, let's go ahead and jump into this earnings call. A few things, uh, terms that I think we should talk about is they talk about BOM, B-O-M, that's Bill of Materials. And then EBITDA, we've, we've, we've gone over this before, but it bears mentioning again because I always forget what it is. It's earnings before interest, taxes, and amortization. I actually said that right. Huh, first time. <laughs> Look at me. Anyway, they started off the earnings call with a video, which I'm not sure how many earnings calls start this way. 
In the video, I'm pretty sure I saw Kyle from Out of Spec Studios on a demo ride. Um, they do talk around Trevor Milton, and we'll talk about that later. And Michael Lockscheller is the CEO. He's going to give his opening remarks. Of course, as always, these are edited to make it uh, more relevant to this show. So we're going to go ahead and listen to part one of his opening remarks. Forward-looking statements speak only as of the date on which they are made. You are cautioned not to put undue reliance on forward-looking statements. Oh, I forgot. That's the Trevor Milton clause where if you lie, you get indicted, and then you get in trouble, and you go to jail. All right, now let's jump into Michael's opening remarks. Before hopping into this, I want to let you know one thing. Nikola is the real deal. We have real trucks that are being ordered, delivered, and operating in customer fleets now. We have world-class software and technology and elegant zero-emissions products decarbonizing the high-polluting commercial transportation market. We are building a real hydrogen business via our Hyla brand with solutions for the entire ecosystem, production, supply, and refueling. We recently signed a deal with Volterra for up to 50 refueling stations, are advancing progress with Hyla mobile fuelers, and are moving forward on the Phoenix hydrogen hub in Arizona. We are doing these things at a time when governments are offering incentives for transitioning to zero emissions now and introducing regulations requiring the transition in the near future. We think we are the best positioned company to spearhead the zero emission transition and accelerate the hydrogen economy with our trucks consuming our hydrogen fuel on the highway. All right. This is going to be my longest diatribe. So here we go. They're going to, he said, we are selling real trucks. That is a nod to Trevor Milton. And we're going to go into that in a second. Uh, he talked about the government incentives, make it uh, uh, more attractive for them to reattempt hydrogen. Sounds like Nikola initially wanted to sell hydrogen power semi trucks. They had the Nikola one and the Nikola two. Those were hydrogen powered. Unfortunately, Trevor Milton, who was the founder and CEO, and I think he was the the board, the chairman of the board as well for board of directors, uh, he made a bunch of false claims about how far they along they were with this technology, and because of that, and a um, report done by Hindenburg Research that really hamstrung Nikola's business. Milton announced. Two different long-haul semi-trucks, like I said, and which were the Nikola 1 and Nikola 2, and the Nikola Trey, which I believe was going to be battery electric all along. That one was for short hauls because, as Trevor Milton said at Nikola World, I think it was in like 2018 or something like that, that Nikola would use hydrogen where it makes sense and battery electric vehicles where it made sense. So they had an electric UTV, which is like a razor for, you know, fun and sport. That was all electric. Can't remember what it was called. Uh, they had a military version of that. That was all electric. They had a hydrogen electric pickup truck, hybrid pickup truck that they were going to build, a hydrogen garbage truck that they were going to build, an electric jet ski. Like there was just 
so much out there. And it all came it all kind of came crashing down when Hindenburg Research put out this report telling the real story behind Trevor Milton and Nicola. And a lot of it was fabricated. Like it showed a semi-truck, you know, driving along a road. In reality, the the road was on a slope and it was just, it was literally gravity was pulling the truck down the road. It wasn't actually powered by anything. Now at Nicola World, I did see the, the um, Nicola 2, I did see that truck driving around. I don't know if it was on batteries or if it was being powered by hydrogen, but I saw it drive around in a little dog and pony show demonstration. But the Hindenburg report really damaged Nikola. Um, and, and here's where I feel uncomfortable with Hindenburg research. Hindenburg is a short seller. And in you know the beginning of their report, they say, we're short selling Nikola. I don't know how this isn't illegal, illegal to, to write a full report about a company. That is true. I, I haven't heard anybody say it wasn't true besides Trevor Milton. But you're also short selling the company. Like they probably made a lot of money off of um, writing this report. And they did the same thing with Lordstown as well. So, And Lordstown also had some issues. And we'll talk about that next week. But after Milton left the company, uh, it seems like Nikola, they decided to transition to the battery electric version of the tray. Now, they were building the tray in, I think, Ulm, Germany with a Veco. Iveco? Anyway, we'll hear more about that later as well. And then all of a sudden, they decided to bring the tray here to the United States, or maybe that was always the plan, and they just abandoned the Nikola 1 and Nikola 2. He also mentioned that the future for Nikola is hydrogen. Like we said, their their original ga- aim with this company was to build hydrogen trucks. There's a couple problems with that. Uh, hydrogen can come from water. That's called electrolysis. But natural gas is the most common way that they obtain hydrogen. And the byproduct of splitting hydrogen or yeah, splitting hydrogen from natural gas is carbon monoxide and molecular hydrogen, which is H2. So that's that that's that's problematic because we don't want the carbon monoxide emissions, right? I'm not saying that Volta, the company that they are partnering with, is going to build uh, or they're going to create hydrogen using natural gas. It sounds like they're going to source their hydrogen from as green of uh, sources as you could possibly source it, right? You can also get hydrogen from, you know, biomass and stuff like that, but we're we're not going to go through all that stuff. My only point is to say that, you know, as with, you know, where we get our electricity from to power our battery electric vehicles, where we get our hydrogen from makes a difference, All right, let's get back to Michael's opening remarks. The last few years at Nikola, we have been laying a foundation. This foundation allowed us to gain many skills, great technology, great products, great people, and a bit of humility as we hit some speed bumps along the way. But the strong spirit of the company remained constant. With this foundation, and spirit comes one thing, focus. Focus 
on our mission to pioneer solutions for a zero emissions world. Let me lay it out very plainly. The future of Nikola is hydrogen. Hydrogen with our Hyla Energy brand, together with our Class 8 hydrogen fuel cell truck. And for more efficiency, integrated autonomous technology, software and vehicle controls in our purpose-built trucks. Our market? North America. That's it. With that focus comes important decisions. Part of the plan for the new and refocused Nikola is to be geographically focused on the North American market. The United States is a leader in the energy transition with revolutionary federal incentives such as the Inflation Reduction Act and many states like California, New Jersey and New York offering both truck and fueling incentives. California is also mandating zero emissions vehicles through the advanced clean fleets rule, establishing targets for drayage fleets, government fleets, and fleets over 50 vehicles. Beginning January 1st, 2024, only zero emission drayage trucks may register in the CARB online system. All drayage trucks entering seaports and intermodal rail yards would be required to be zero emissions by 2035. As part of this transition, we are selling our stake in the European joint venture to Iveco. This will reduce Nicolas' cash spend and capital commitment and allow us to dedicate our resources to the task at hand in North America. Iveco is and will remain an important partner and key supplier for Nikola. Iveco will also maintain a substantial stake in Nikola and continue to cheer for us in our long-term success. We are grateful for the partnership and expertise we have gained and look forward to continuing our work with them. As we get our fuel cell truck ready for production, we are pausing production of our battery electric truck. The battery electric truck is a great product and its development has allowed us to create many of the critical components and software systems that we can apply to the hydrogen fuel cell truck. We have sufficient inventory of battery electric trucks for our customers and when production resumes this July, the battery electric will be built to order at our facility in Coolidge, Arizona to better align with our capital allocation plans and improve working capital. We've already talked about uh, in past episodes that Nikola was going build to order with the battery electric tray and then they were going to start building out their hydrogen truck building it out in a way that they had constant inventory for their dealers so people could purchase this truck. And they talk about their dealers a lot in this earnings call. I don't know how much of it that I put into this podcast. I didn't realize that they had third-party dealers, so that surprised me a little bit. Uh, let's see here. He mentioned that they had, the, the company, Nikola, has more focus. And... <laughs> 
again, I think this is a directly uh, pointed at Trevor Milton. I told you all the products that he wanted to build, and he was it, from the outside. He just seemed like he was all over the place. And listen, there was a time that I defended Trevor Milton. Um, I'm not going to. Uh, I'll own that. I defended that guy because I thought people were being unnecessarily harsh towards him because, you know, he took the first part of Nikola Tesla's name and dared to compete against Tesla in the semi-truck area, even though that they had already started before Tesla decided that they were going to do a semi-truck. Anyway, they're going to focus on the North American market and they're giving whatever European assets they have or selling them to Aveco. And Iveco still owns part of Nikola here in North America as well. It sounds like it's a mutual, you know, it's a mutual parting of ways. But I do agree that Nikola cannot continue operating like it has. Like it, it needs to narrow its operations down real small and start making some money. And then once they start making some money, then, you know, maybe that they can start expanding out again. But as it is right now, they're they're in danger of being delisted from the New York stock market, stock exchange. Anyway, their stock's about to be delisted if they don't straighten up. Let's jump back into Michael's opening remarks. We have made significant progress on the Phoenix Hydrogen Hub, recently receiving unanimous approval from the city of Buckeye on our general plan amendment and rezoning application and continue to progress on ordering long lead time equipment. In addition to the progress made on the Phoenix Hydrogen Hub, we continue to work on completing phase two of the Department of Energy Loan Program Office application process and work closely with Fortescue Future Industry on the co-development of large-scale U.S. green hydrogen production facilities across North America. We believe these two strategic partnerships, along with the many others announced over the last several months, further validate our business strategy to be capital efficient and prove the demand for financial partners in the build-out of our hydrogen refueling ecosystem. The most critical component for early adoption, we believe, are flexible fueling solutions. We believe mobile fueling will be an important part of our business moving forward as we look to provide customers with refueling while at the same time remaining capital efficient and matching fuel cell truck network fueling demand. The 50 hydrogen stations sounds small, but to me it makes a lot of sense because these trucks are going to be, if they're long haul trucks, they're going to be um, they're going to be running a specific route and they can easily say, we know where these trucks are going. So we're going to put a route or excuse me, we're going to put a hydrogen station right where we need one or in that general vicinity. Right. So that makes sense to me. Let's see. They mentioned electric charging. That's fine. Uh, the more interesting thing that he said in this clip was that they have a hydrogen manufacturing hub or processing hub or creating hub hydrogen hub in Buckeye, Arizona. In 2018, Nikola was actually going to build their factory in Buckeye, but for whatever reason, at the last moment, they pulled out. And actually, I think it was in 2018, they announced that they were pulling out. 
I want to say it was as early as 2016 that they announced that they were going to build their manufacturing plant in Buckeye. So I'm glad they decided to build something in Buckeye. I'm always happy to see more industry and money and jobs coming to Arizona. All right, let's listen to our fourth clip from Michael's opening remarks. In our hydrogen fuel cell program, we remain on track to deliver trucks to customers later this year. We are currently building 10 gamma trucks. Gamma trucks will be used for customer pilot testing and to finalize vehicle validation. As of today, we have completed the first two trucks and are in the process of finishing the next four trucks. The remaining four will be built and commissioned by the end of June. Pilot fleets include BRG, Walmart, Lindy and AGR Trucking, a leading carrier for the United States Postal Service, who recently announced an order for 50 trucks. The first production units are anticipated to be built in July. We believe Nikola will be the only company with a production Class 8 hydrogen fuel cell truck available for purchase this year. Our dealers have already received more than 100 orders for the fuel cell truck from end customers. Our commercial team is working diligently to secure additional orders and fill our remaining backlog for 2023 and 2024. I want to highlight a few things really quick. First, customer pilot testing of the hydrogen trucks is in process. That's great. Uh, They have a 50-truck order for the hydrogen tray. That's fantastic. They sold 63, or excuse me, they produced 63 battery electric trays in the first quarter of 2023. They delivered 31 of those. Um, Like we said, those are going to be now a build-to-order basis, on a build-to-order basis. Those battery electric uh, trays, a lot of those are being used in ports, which I found interesting. And then they did mention just briefly that they're focusing on autonomous technologies, but I think everybody's got to say that at some point in their earnings call. <laughs> Otherwise, it's not an earnings call. Stacy Pastrick is the new CFO for Nikola Motors. And normally on the earnings calls, I'll add a few clips from the CFO's opening remarks. I'm not going to do that this time because I'm trying to keep it concise. And she really repeated a lot of what Michael said. So here's some things that she talked about that I thought would be interesting to the audience here. They took a $32.9 million loss in Q1 2023. They currently have $206 million in cash. They have $790 million-ish in capital that they can access if need to. Iveco is going to take over European operations. I'm pretty sure that Iveco was helping them build the tray in Ulm, Germany. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I couldn't confirm that, but I want to say that that is the case. So um, don't quote me on that. Stacy said a lot of the same things that other CFOs were saying during the other earnings calls that we've listened to. Uh, let's see here. Um, she did say that Nicola spent less money in Q1 2023 than they did in Q4 2023, and it was a significant amount. She doesn't feel that capital will be difficult to raise if they need any. And initially, material costs of the hydrogen trucks will be just the material costs. And this is the bomb cost, right? Bill of materials. That hydrogen truck is going to cost $440,000 per truck. 
to build that 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 doesn't excuse me for materials that doesn't include labor costs their goal is to lower that to $275,000 per truck by 2025 so right now it's 440 in 2024 it'll be 350 or 370 something like that and in 2025 their goal is to have that lowered to 275,000 which is pretty significant uh, a lot of that savings includes building the power module in Coolidge Arizona sounds like maybe right now they're getting it from some third party company so bringing that in house is going to help saving them money and then also as they increase the volume and they reach those economies of scale with their producers they're going to get better price or excuse me their suppliers they're going to get better pricing planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands plus Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Let's move on to our first analyst question. At ACTX, you were showing both your trucks and presumably having a lot of conversations with uh, with fleets. Uh, and then you, you announced that you know advanced clean fleets. Uh, you mentioned that you know, there's more sticks coming, um, you know, especially in California. But I guess my question is, where where, where are most of your discussions focused on coming out of that conference? Are people really gravitating more towards the fuel cell or or better? I'm particularly talking about maybe newer fleets that you don't have current arrangements with. Yeah, thanks, Bill, for, for your question. So, first of all, I mean, uh, Act Expo was a very big show last week. I mean, I was really overwhelmed. I think there were 11,000 people, and we, we had a very, very good opportunity to discuss all kinds of business topics with our customers. I, I see a couple of very important trends. So, first of all, I mean, zero emission mobility is, is coming, right? And, and the sticks out of California are so obvious. So, the level of interest was much, much higher than a year before. 
In terms of battery electric truck and fuel cell truck, we see still both very relevant for our customers, but it depends on the applications, right? So like the ports in California, they prefer a battery electric truck, and we are happy to continue to produce a battery electric truck, right? While we pause now production, but we, we are happy to, to build this truck going forward. At the same time, I will say, and that's why I think Nikola is uniquely positioned, there is a very strong interest in, in the fuel cell truck, right? The range of 500 miles is very competitive, is best in class. And who else is out there in terms of a fuel cell truck now? I mean, we produce the fuel cell truck now in July. So my takeaway from, from Act Expo was, yes, there is interest in the battery electric truck, especially for ports. But overall, the topic is really hydrogen and what Kerry just mentioned on the infrastructure, that is where most customers will go. And I think you see it in the numbers. I mean, we have 140 firm orders from customers to our dealers. And we're very positively surprised about that because it shows. And actually, this number is going up kind of on a daily basis. I mean, I got the, the, the next order this morning. So it shows that people want to have this truck now and don't wait. So I think we see a clear trend in terms of fuel cell and hydrogen. I'm not calling anybody a liar here, but I really am curious as to how many of these companies would prefer a hydrogen vehicle over a pure electric vehicle. The, the number might be high. I don't know. Last week or last episode when we were talking to Hari Nair from Merchants Fleet, he was saying that you know the motivation for companies to go electric comes from a variety of different places, and it could be government standards, it could be an internal uh, goal, it could be something set by, like if it was a, a subsidiary company set by the parent company, that kind of thing. So there's all, all sorts of different reasons to go electric. I'm just or uh, to reduce emissions. I'm just curious. Is there a good enough reason to go hydrogen over electric? And I don't know what that answer is. And I'm genuinely curious. And before anybody emails me, I understand that hydrogen-powered trucks are electric trucks. Just, I get that. All right. Uh, the fuel cell version of the tray has a 500-mile range, which is great. And we already mentioned before, but ports are using the battery electric vehicles uh, quite a bit. So that's cool. Let's move on to the second question. Before I play the clip, they say JV quite a bit in this clip, and I'm assuming that means joint venture. I, I looked around to see if it meant some other financial term or whatever, and I can't find one. So I'm just going to go with joint venture. Can you just flash out, I guess, what the end game looks like in terms of that collaboration with them? I think, you know, you still mentioned in the press release you're planning to license the S-Way kind of framework and technology from them going forward. You know, does, I guess, the dissolution of the JV open the door to potentially test out new kind of platforms for your hydrogen fuel cell product? I think I'm asking in the context of the market solving some concerns about whether or not a cab over truck is the right model for the U.S. or not. So just be curious on your thoughts there. Yeah, thank, thanks, Dylan. Let, let me take that, Michael, here. So first of all, the partnership with Iveco will obviously continue. I mean, Iveco will stay um, shareholder of, of Nikola in a meaningful way. We, from the Nikola side, will continue to, to have a supply agreement with Iveco, so the cab and also the e-axle. So, so in a way, the partnership continues, but in a more focused way. And why does this make so much sense for both partners? I mean, it's much better that Iveco does the business in Europe, and we focus here on North America. And with all the, the positive momentum we have on the fuel cell truck, I also need my engineers here 
focusing on the fuel cell truck. So it will actually help both companies to implement much faster because let me tell you in terms of operational experience, sometimes it's not a good idea to have like engineers on the other side of the world with nine hour time difference. So implementation will be much faster. In terms of your cap over, um, great point. And also there, Act Expo was a very good um, feedback for me. So there are many people who love the cap over, in particular once they are in the truck. Is it an unusual cap over? Yes, absolutely. And not everybody loves it. But once people are in there, people are actually delighted. They see also our infotainment. So I'm, I'm very, very positive about the cap over. But yeah, you will find one or two customers and they say, look, we don't like it. And, and that's okay. Cab over refers to the cab over the engine. So if you think of most fire trucks, that's a cab over. In the fire industry, we call those a custom cab, but it's it's the same thing. The wheels are sitting underneath the driver, so the, the driver is basically sitting over the wheels. You find these types of trucks also in Europe or Asia. Um, I'm pretty sure they're in the UK. They're pretty prominent there. So, yeah, I, I think it's a cool truck. I think it's a better design because, for me, you get a better turning radius, at least in the trucks that I drive. He had a really good point about having his engineers close instead of nine hours away or a nine-hour time difference away. That that makes complete and total sense to me. Like, if you're designing a product, you have to be where they're manufacturing that product. So engineers have to take trips to Germany on a fairly regular basis just to check in and get hands on things and eyes on things. So that that makes sense. Uh, It sounds like Iveco taking over in Europe is going to take a lot off of Nicholas Plate so that they can focus on building this hydrogen truck that they're so excited about. There is a balancing act between building your business and expanding too quickly. And if you expand too quickly and overextend yourself, you don't typically have a business for very long. So I can see why they're doing this. We have one more analyst question, and it's basically, the question is, why would anybody want a hydrogen truck? Our next question is from Tyler DiMatteo with BTIG. Please proceed. Hi, everyone. Thanks for taking the question. Michael, I wanted to follow up on um, the fuel cell vehicle. As you look to roll that out uh, more towards the end of this year and the order book continues to grow, just at a higher level, how are you thinking about prioritizing those orders, presumably as your order book continues to increase while you're trying to bring all of these pieces in-house? Just any way to think about that? Any more color there? Sure. Um, great point, Tyler. Happy to, to add some color. I mean, first of all, as we said, in terms of the manufacturing line, we, we have total flexibility. So whatever customers really want, we will be able to, to produce it. But what is very obvious, um, and it was confirmed last week when we were all in, in California, um, th- there is a strong trend in terms of the, the fuel cell truck. And why is that? First of all, the range of the fuel cell truck is 500 miles. Which other zero emission mobility truck can do 500 miles at the moment? I, I think we have a unique selling point. Then the fueling time is only 20 minutes. So in an industry where it's all about uptime that you have to drive the truck, it's a very big benefit. And then what's also obvious with, with everything being um, decided now in California, um, a lot of people pay attention to that and it's really pushing people into the zero emission mobility. So that's why we think um, that the fuel cell truck has much more potential going forward. And that's why this focus is also important for us. 
Um, North American market is very big. Fuel cell truck can play a big role there. And also fair to say um, we, we have a unique selling proposition because at the moment we, we are the only ones in the market starting production in July. So we feel very good about that. And also it's our second truck we launch, right? I think we have demonstrated with a battery electric truck that we can develop manufacturing and manage um, to, to have a world-class truck. And now we do it the second time. So we came back last year with a lot of optimism uh, in terms of the fuel cell truck. And again, people order it without really having driven it. I mean, a few customers have demo trucks. So we, we are cautiously optimistic on this side. All right. I don't have much to say on that other than that's fairly informative. Let's move on to our shareholders questions. And there's only two. So let's start with the first one. How many trucks have you sold so far and how many orders from companies do you have? Through Q1, we have made 162 wholesale deliveries of the battery electric truck. Our improved sales and commercial team in conjunction with our dealer network have been improving retail sales as we work with them and customers through infrastructure challenges, add additional financing partners and make product improvements. 33 retail sales were completed in Q1, and we see good momentum building to increases. As we showed on the slide earlier, battery electric retail customers include TTSI, Univar Solutions, and Avantgarde Auto Logistics is using our truck to deliver Nissan electric vehicles to dealers. On the hydrogen fuel cell truck, dealers have received orders from over seven end customer fleets for more than 100 hydrogen fuel cell trucks. We have announced previously orders from BRG Brothers, Plug Bauer, and recently AJR. Those are actually better numbers than I thought. Like it's not blowing anybody out of the water, those numbers, but way better than I thought. All right, let's move on to our final question. Stacy, there are a few questions surrounding break-even, profitability, and what production volume we would need to hit to achieve those metrics. So maybe we can go over those now. Sure, thank you, Dylan. Now that we have refocused our business model, we have a better path to achieve positive EBITDA by 2025. But before we talk about profitability, first, we need to be able to make money on the trucks we sell by reaching gross margin break-even in 2024. This will come from several places. We have to reduce our bomb costs specifically on fuel cell, where we have a lower material cost to begin with, as it only has two battery packs versus nine battery packs on the BEV. As you know, for BEV, the battery packs themselves make up over 50% of the bomb cost. For fuel cell, we currently anticipate hitting serial production at 440K per truck, and we will be driving that cost down to 375K by bringing FCPM manufacturing to Coolidge and achieving higher volumes, with eventual goal of getting to 275,000 per truck by 2025. For BEV, we're currently at 396,000 bomb cost, with a line of sight to improve that to 340,000 once we sell through the current stock of finished trucks and batteries on hand. That improvement will come through battery pack cost reduction we have discussed previously, as well as picking up lower battery cell pricing and future material purchases as lithium prices have come down significantly. While we are not giving guidance for 2024, 
We expect we will need to sell at least 1,000 to 1,500 trucks, depending on the mix, to break even on our business at the gross margin level. That volume needs to close to double in 2025 for us to be able to cover our cash OPEX and get to positive EBITDA. So in order to break even, they need to sell somewhere between 1,000 and 1,500 trucks per year. That would give them a, a break-even point of 2024, which is next year. If they've only produced 100 trucks to this point total, uh, you know, I understand that you, you ramp things up and as you, you get better at production and stuff and manufacturing, those numbers will get there. But that seems like a lot, 1,000 to 1,500 trucks to by 2024. It doesn't seem like a lot by 2025, but by 2024, that seems like a, a pretty hefty goal. Profitability by 2025, I thought it was interesting that there's only two battery packs on the hydrogen truck, so that you know keeps the cost down. So right now, like I said, we're at 440,000 440, per truck, just bill of materials. In 2024, 375,000, and in 2025, 275,000. So that'll help bring... Uh, I mean, obviously, that's bringing prices down, but that'll help bring profitability up. The battery electric vehicle, I was a little surprised, was 396000 I kind of thought it would be a little bit more than that. And then soon it will be down to 340000 just for materials. doesn't include labor. So overall, I was very surprised at how much we learned from this earnings call. Nikola isn't normally in our rotation, but honestly, I, I thought it was a good one. It, it, I don't know if we'll do it every single quarter, but it's definitely a good one to throw in there just to mix things up. All right, that is it for us. Oh, you know what? Before we go, I have another podcast. It's called Shuffle Playlist. I haven't been very good at editing and getting these episodes out on time, so that's my fault. But we do have the latest episode out, which is for an old Kentucky anarchist by the orphans. And this would be something that if Woody Guthrie was born in the, let's say the nineties, this would be a song I think that he would sing. It's a great song. The orphans is more of a punky thrashy band, but Eric Peterson, who was the lead singer, singer of the orphans, he actually, um, he did a lot of stuff on his own that was kind of more folksy, but still punk. It's, it's really good stuff. So it's it's one of my favorite songs in the world, uh, this song. So uh, go check out Shuffle Playlist. There's a link in the show notes if you don't mind. Chris and I just recorded, he's my co-host for that show. We just recorded, we just recorded a listener request, which was uh, listener Chip, who also listens to the show. Hi, Chip. And that song, well, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to hold off. I don't want to tell you what it is just yet, but uh, it was a good song. It's a good song. I enjoyed it. So we recorded that. And then Chris and I also recorded the end of the season episode where we basically, we laid out all of the, um, all of the things that we did good, all the things that we could improve on. And then we also told you what our numbers were for downloads each episode and in total. And we talked a lot about behind the curtain stuff. And I think that kind of thing is fun to do when you're starting off with a new podcast because it kind of helps other people understand where they sit when they're starting a new podcast. So I had some folks come from this show, but not very many. So um, yeah, check out check it out. It's really good. It's really good. 
I enjoy making it with Chris. All right, everybody, that is it for me this week. I will talk to you again on Tuesday. Thank you all for listening to our first quarter earnings call and for your ongoing support. As we discussed, we are very focused and will continue executing our business plan. Wish you a wonderful day. Goodbye. See you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.